Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, justice and peace. Hi, my name's Julie Mackin and welcome to our inaugural podcast of Speaking of Social Justice, get it? From the Justice and Peace Office of the Catholic Archdiocese. I'm joined by Father Peter Smith and because the Ukraine is front and centre right now, Obviously, the first thing we want to start talking about is kind of the Ukraine, but more particularly the question of, is it possible to have a just war or just war theory? Peter is also an ethicist and so knows the answers to all these prickly questions. So to start with, I want to ask, if you're in Russia now and a young conscript, a young Russian conscript came to you and said, I've been sent into the Ukraine, our job is to go in and kill people, what do I do? What does he do? What's your answer? Yeah, look, I think that's really a very difficult question on just so many levels. I think that the, um, the world stage is condemning exactly this invasion of the Ukraine. So I think that there's, there's very little sense that anybody believes this is a just war. But of course, on the ground, you're a young Russian man, they tell you to go and fight and kill people, you may believe that it's unjust, you, you might hold to the fact that life is sacred, and you think, now what do I do? I think that, you know, our, our Christian tradition has a lot to say about this, about choosing not to do evil, even, even sometimes the good may come from it, and there's no good can come from this, of course, clearly. But, you know, we look at our history and so many people have chosen to lay down their life because they actually believe there is a higher good. And I think that's an incredibly difficult thing to do. Because, in a sense, if you said to this young fella, well, if you believe it's wrong and you don't do it and he gets shot as a deserter, there's a problem in that too, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. But that's not his evil. That's somebody else who has chosen to do evil against him. And, you know, we sacrifice ourselves for others all the time in so many different ways. You know, you think of the mother who gets up in the middle of the night for her child. She makes a choice to sacrifice herself for the sake of the child that she loves. And that might seem just a very minor example. And anyone says it is. But our, our history is replete with people who have done that and it has cost them their lives to care for other people because they have said, I will not kill. And, you know, and let's go back to the scriptures. In John 15, Jesus says, no greater love than someone can have than to lay down their life for a friend. So what would and you Jesus know? didn't just say it. Let's, let's be clear. He actually he did, did it that. himself. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. So what would you say to this young fella? I'd say, do you believe, do you believe that this is a good and just thing to do? And if do you believe that you can actually stare down the barrel of a gun and kill another human being? And when we look at some of the statistics from the Second World War, there was an enormous percentage of people who never, ever aimed at another human being because they just could not do it. So, so I'm the young fella, and you put that thought to me and say, could you... Could you shoot another person? Could you launch a rocket knowing it was going into a hospital, whatever? And I say to you, no, I don't think I could, but if I don't, I'm going to be held as a deserter and yes. sh- shot. So I'm caught between 
doing wrong and and in a sense putting myself in a position where my life is finished. Well, yeah, of course there's a question about the certitude of that, but it's do I wish to cooperate with a material evil in my life? And is there an alternative? Is the alternative of being shot certain? You know, I think of some of the images that we've seen on our TVs recently of people in Russia protesting against this war. And one image comes to my mind really clearly. It was a very, very elderly old woman who could barely walk, could barely shuffle along, and she was holding a sign protesting against the war that her country, the country she loved, had actually begun, and the police grabbed her and arrested her. And she knew that was going to be the outcome, and yet she chose to stand up against that injustice. Okay, before we finish, France, Pope Francis has called for a, a reinvestigation of the theory of what's known as a just war, or yes. just war theory. Um, what does that mean? What is that? So, just war theory, uh, in our Christian context, goes back to Augustine in the 4th century. But there's, there's kind of a, a lot of history prior to that in the Greeks. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle all talked about a just war theory. And it has basically two concepts. One is justice in entering the war, and one is justice in the war. Pope Francis has, in both 2016 and again 2018, has called on uh, agencies of the Vatican to look at this. Because he believes that the circumstances of war these days have changed. You can no longer protect non-combatants. You can no longer enter with any surety about how this war will turn out. You can no longer engage in a proportional war. And let's well, look at 80, Russia and the Ukraine. Well, absolutely. 80% of victims of modern warfare are women and children. Absolutely. And we look at the Ukraine today and it looks like the Russians have opened fire in a nuclear reactor, 10 times bigger than the Chernobyl reactor. You know. Indeed. So the, the ramifications of war are far more than the war per se. And I think one of the other things that we always need to keep in our minds is that even before we commence a war, even before a shot is fired, there is an incredible injustice to the poor of this world in the building up of armaments. And through that period of the Cold War, when nuclear weapons were being proliferated across the world, they had this policy of mutual assured destruction, that as soon as somebody launches any nuclear weapon, both sides would be destroyed. Of course, the initials for that were mad, and how appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just finishing. Um, so this young fella, he's not sure what to do. Any thoughts for him? Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do if I was that young fellow yeah. either. Yeah. That's the struggle. Yeah. But I would like to think that I'd make that choice to say, you know, I just cannot look down the barrel of a gun and shoot another human being and kill them. Part of the problem is that so much warfare now is done not down the barrel of a gun, mm. but behind the controls of a drone, behind the controls of a long-distance missile. So we never actually see the person that we're targeting. And so humanity can be taken out of the whole thing. Mm. That's the problem. So what we need to encourage in people is to see that whenever we engage in any kind of war or violence or attack, that there are human lives involved. We have to see the women and children that you spoke about mm. who are the victims of these wars, not soldiers, 
and never the leaders of those nations. It's always the poor, the marginalised, the women, the children, the innocent who end up being victims of war. And that's why I think Pope Francis in Fratelli Tutti is very clear in saying, war no more. It is never a solution. Beauty. Thanks very much. Thanks, Julie. Thank you.